This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold. All right, folks. All right, let me jump right back into this for you. A lot to cover today. A lot to cover. And I didn't know I was going to be doing a uh, lesson on mental illness, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) But uh, the next one up is post-traumatic stress disorder. And this is caused by a past stressful event that is then relived. Sometimes years after it occurred, symptoms include depression, loss of concentration, mood, temper, sleep, energy, and control. And as you know, we've been spending a lot of time talking about PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, um, as we've been talking about the Veterans Administration rolling out psychedelics and VR headsets. So you're very familiar with that by now. Then we have dementia. Which is a decline in brain function and impairments in thinking, remembering, and reasoning, okay? So let me just go back over this list because this is what you need to be aware of if you're helping anyone in your circle. The most common mental illnesses, you have clinical depression, depressive disorders, anxiety, bipolar disorder, schizophrenia, substance abuse, post-traumatic stress disorder, and dementia. And as far as my research goes, and it may change as we go further into this, I've seen them pushing the psychedelics for all of those except schizophrenia, which they say will increase the symptoms, and uh, VR headsets for all of them. So if you know anyone going through this, being pushed into the mental health care system, um, This is probably something you want to be aware of, folks. So this article goes on to say, who do mental health conditions affect the most? Mental health conditions are uh, indiscriminate and can affect anyone. A good way to think of mental illness is to think of a spectrum. We all sit somewhere along the uh, continuum. Uh, Some groups are more likely to be affected than others, according to the charity MindBased on statistics for people living in England, the most affected groups are, and again, this is um, very similar to the U.S. numbers, very, very similar, and they're rolling out the psychedelics and the VR headsets in the U.K. as well, so all this stuff goes together. There's 
partnerships between the governments, partnerships between the private sector, you know, World Economic Forum connection. So it's all it's all pretty much similar here. So it goes on to say people who identify as LBGTQ are two to three times more likely to experience a mental health condition. Well, I'm not going to get into that, folks, but uh, that's something I've probably been talking about for 20 years, especially when it goes to not uh, treating the child trauma. But you're not allowed to talk about that or you will be censored and thrown off every platform. So I'll just leave it at that. It goes on to say black or black British people, 23% will experience a mental health difficulty over the course of a week compared to 17% of white British people. Well, I mean, when you tell them they're victims and they have to live life as a victim, I could see that actually happening. Women age 16 to 24, 26% in any given week. Well, when you're living life on social media and everyone is using filters to make themselves look like the idea of what I guess beautiful is supposed to be, uh, when you look like a plastic uh, Barbie doll, yeah, then the one who don't look like that, they're going to have problems. And so they don't want to go out in public, folks. They end up suffering from anxiety and other stuff like anorexia, bulimia, and such, uh, body dysphoria. Uh, and then it says those with overlapping problems such as substance abuse uh, disorder, homeless uh, homelessness, and contact with the criminal justice system around 40%. Well, if you take people with substance abuse disorder and you take people with homelessness and you take people with the involved in the criminal justice system yes of course they generally suffer from sort of some sort of mental health condition have not been appropriately treated have not gotten to the root of the problem and that's why they're in those situations it says here the risk factors for uh, causation of mental health difficulties include inequality and social disadvantage well, of course, that's one of them. Um, discrimination and social exclusion, yes. Now, these are all things created and pushed by social media, folks. Traumatic experiences, of which they never get to the root of, and differences in physical health. And I'll just tell you this. I've talked to several people in the mental health field. Uh, and as far as I know, in several states, folks, it might be a majority now. If you take the case of body dysphoria or what they would call uh, born in the wrong body now, that used to be treated as a mental health condition in the old real mental health. And so they would try to get to the root of the problem. They would try to figure out where the trauma occurred in that person's life, uh, probably as a child. And they would try to work through that and realign their brain. Instead, now in several states, they are forced, the mental health professional is now forced to push the person towards hormone injections and genital mutilation surgery so you know you see how the mental health industry has changed we've talked about doctors being forced into promoting the jabs and pushing people towards the boosters well in the mental health area and the mental health arena 
uh, a lot has changed there as well. So you have people that if they want to stay licensed and still want to make money, then they have to go with the script. They have to go with what the American Psychiatric Institute and stuff tells them the playbook is and how you have to treat things. If you want to keep your insurance and you want to stay a member of your associations and want to keep your government license. So the entire mental health arena is completely corrupted and polluted and I believe causing more mental illness, uh, misdiagnosing people intentionally when they really don't have mental health problems, uh, forcing people into solutions that cause more problems for them. And my belief is that at some point, maybe these people become the scapegoat and the official you know, system, the people that control the official narrative will say that the mental health professionals failed and now we don't have enough of them. And so this is why we're going to go with this AI driven VR headset psychiatrist. And then they're going to push you into the uh, psychedelic dosing at home. I mean, you can see where it's going. I mean, you just have to connect the dots here. Uh, Let me just continue with this real quick. It says, also according to WHO, around 20% of children and adolescents have a mental health condition. 20%, they're saying. Suicide is the second leading cause of death in the 15 to 29-year-old demographic. Okay, that's according to WHO. In the U.S., I believe it's uh, number four the fourth leading cause of death. It says, alarmingly, research indicates an increase in internalizing symptoms in girls. Internalizing symptoms have a basis in emotions linked to distress such as fear and sadness, which may exacerbate depression, loneliness, anxiety, and somatic complaints, headaches, and stomach aches. Of course, now a psychiatrist would say, wait, you're depressed? You're lonely? You have anxiety? You have uh, somatic complaints. You're probably a boy. We're going to have to uh, set you up at the Boston Children's Hospital to have a genital mutilation surgery. All right, so let me just tell you this, because it's always important to understand the money that's behind this stuff. It says here the costs of mental health. The WHO has reported that substantial investment is urgently required to ensure one increased mental health awareness more understanding and less stigma number two access to quality mental health care and treatments that will be psychedelics and vr headsets number three research to improve existing treatments and to identify new ones again psychedelics and vr headsets and so increase in mental health awareness that means that they are going to blow this up Everyone is mental, uh, mentally ill. Everyone you know is going to be mentally ill. Maria Albanese has talked about this on the Thomas Paine podcast uh, when she co-hosts on Friday. So they're setting the stage uh, to declare everybody mentally ill. Every other person you know will be mentally ill. And so you won't be able to look at them, you know, cross-eyed when they decide to go on psychedelics and strap on the Oculus headset. It says, among the most common mental health conditions are depression and anxiety. The cost to the global economy for depression and anxiety alone amounts to $1 trillion each year. And yet the government spending on mental health amounts to only less than 2%. All right, $1 trillion a year. It's a big industry, folks, making people mentally ill. It says, although mental illness 
uh, mental health conditions are on the rise, it's wrong to think of this as an epidemic. Really? Why not? As Rice Oxley, 2019, put it, quote, it's not a disease of Western capitalism, end quote. But having noted that this is nevertheless possible to treat many mental health conditions at a relatively low cost, there is a substantial gap between those who require care and those with ready access. See, they're setting the stage now, I'm telling you, to to roll out this virtual reality metaverse psychiatrist that we talked about yesterday, where you will go to your shrink meetings inside the metaverse with some AI-driven matrix program who's going to diagnose you. Uh, let's move on to this because there's some important statistics I want to show you in here before we get back to the uh mk ultra side of this and the psychedelics and vr headsets because you need to understand that they are setting the stage and then you will see how this all comes together how they're going to roll it out where the adoption campaign actually comes from this is from uh bayamentalhealth.com that's or sorry banyamentalhealth.com that's b-a-n as in nancy y-a-n as in nancy mentalhealth.com and it says is mental health on the rise and so i picked this article because it fills in some of the information that we did not pick up in that article but that article had stuff not in this article so between the two we basically cover mental health i don't want to go deep into this stuff it's not my area of expertise I'm just showing you that the articles are out there, the narrative is being set, and so they're going to push this idea that mental health is on the rise, and pretty much everything is going to be declared mental health. And as I said earlier, I would mention, and I kind of worked it in there, but this is all coming from you know, the isolation from COVID, the anxiety created by COVID, loss of jobs created by the fourth industrial revolution. So you're going to see all this roll out. People worried about, well, what is my kid going to be? Am I going to send them to school? Am I going to send them to college? This concept of this sort of nuclear family that we lived under since World War II is really going away. What does the world look like? As I asked Magdalene Rose, the young conservative, the other day on the show, does anyone on the conservative side including Ron DeSantis, have a plan? Is there a five-year plan, a 10-year plan, a 25-year plan on what America looks like? Like a business plan. She said, uh, no, they don't have one. That's a good question, but they don't have one. And I said, well, the United Nations has a 2030 plan, a 2050 plan coming out of Dubai, coming out of Saudi Arabia. They all have these uh, 20-year plans. The World Economic Forum has 20-year plans. The technocrats and the transhumanists have 20-year plans. All their Silicon Valley businesses have 20-year plans. But yet, there is no plan on our supposed side to reverse this stuff. So I can look at their plans right here with what's going to happen in the mental health industry and the rollout of psychedelics and VR headsets, the worldwide rollout of MK Ultra Mind Control, because we're reading their plans. They put the statistics out there, they write it in the form of white papers and articles, and then you just connect it in to the other side, the technology they're rolling out, and then we look at how that's no different than MK Ultra. And so you're able to see here we go, MK Ultra worldwide ladies and gentlemen i am dustin gold this is the dustin gold standard we will be right back right here on pain.tv slash gold you're listening to the dustin gold standard on pain.tv 
Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is pain.tv slash gold. I am Dustin Gold, and you are listening to the Dustin Gold Standard, folks. Yes, you are. Head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star review if you don't mind, folks. It really helps us. Please do that. I want to get five more reviews today. Thank you very much. All right, we're out of here. Now, here we go, folks. Let's get into this. Uh, I want to clear my desk of mental illness. <laughs> I got to get rid of my mental illness stuff, folks. All right, here we go. Mental illness is on the rise among adolescents and young adults, and factors like social media may be leading the cause. Really? You think so? It says here, according to a study published by the American Psychological Association, the rates of mood disorders and suicide-related events have significantly increased in the last decade with these age groups, especially among females and the wealthy. Oh, the wealthy. Oh, maybe because they're not wealthy anymore. As a mental health facility in Boca Raton, so this uh, group is out of Boca Raton, Florida, we're concerned over the alarmingly high prevalence of mental illness in the United States to shed more light on the subject and advocate for the importance of mental health care. We're sharing some information on the state of mental health in the nation. And it says, how many people in the U.S. have a mental illness? So we're coming back in and pulling uh, U.S. numbers in here, folks. But uh, the other article was great because it broke down the types of mental illness and stuff. So it says, according to the National Institute of Mental Health, nearly one in five U.S. adults, one in five, 20%, had a mental illness in 2019. That would be 51.5 million people. You think we have a problem here, folks? 20% of people are classified to have a mental illness. I would say that's a bit of a problem, ladies and gentlemen. I would say that is a problem, yes. Goes on to say, mental illness is a broad term used to describe different conditions that vary in severity. Mental disorders fall into two categories, any mental illness, AMI, or serious mental illness, SMI. AMI refers to a mental, behavioral, or emotional disorder ranging from no mental impairment to severe impairment. SMI includes any mental behavioral or emotional disorder that causes severe functional impairment that can interfere with or limit a person's quality of life. So those will be the people, the uh, SMIs, the severe, uh, those, those with uh, um, serious mental illness. Those will be the first ones they jack up on the psychedelics, strap on the headset and load them into the metaverse. Those will be the first ones. Oh, yeah. Mark my words. The most common mental illnesses in the U.S. include, all right, so anxiety disorders, major depressive disorder, bipolar disorder, obsessive compulsive disorder, panic disorder, post-traumatic stress disorder, and eating disorders. So there's a few more there uh, from what we mentioned in the U.K. and the information that the WHO published, okay, the World Health Organization. So again, let me repeat that in case you 
hear of this with anyone in your life that you're trying to help or coach or mentor or consult with. All right. So one, anxiety disorders, two, major depressive disorder, three, bipolar disorder, four, obsessive compulsive disorder, five, panic disorder, six, post-traumatic stress disorder, and seven, eating disorder. All right. So those are the trigger words. Those are the buzzwords. If you hear anyone in and around you talking about this, you know, you could start to ask them, well, what remedies are your doctors talking about? It says an untreated mental disorder can significantly diminish a person's quality of life. If you or someone you know suffers from depression, anxiety, OCD, or any other mental illness, we can help. Yes, I will go right over there, get loaded up and dosed with my LSD treatment. Thank you. It says statistics of mental illness in the United States. And this is what I want to go through with you here. It says the state of mental health in America continues to worsen as witnessed by the millions of people who suffer from a mental disorder every year. Below are some statistics that illustrate the rise of mental illness in the nation. Between 2017 and 2018, 19% of adults experienced a mental illness, an increase of 1.5 million adults with mental illness from the previous year. So they saw an increase of one and a half million adults in a one-year period before COVID, folks. This is before COVID. All right. Rates of depression increased by 52% between 2005 and 2017 among adolescents aged 12 to 17. So 52% increase over 12 years in children for depression. All right. You ask yourself why that happened. I don't know. When did the internet become installed in the house when did the internet go into people's pockets with smartphones all during that period of time it says rates of depression increased by 63 percent uh, between 20 uh, 2009 and 2017 in young adults aged 18 to 25 so 63 percent increase in an eight-year period uh, in depression 18 to 25 year olds all right Number three, the rate of suicide-related thoughts and outcomes increased by 47% from 2008 to 2017 among young adults. So that's that 18 to 25-year-old bracket. Increase over a nine-year period, 47% increase in suicidal thoughts or suicide itself. In 2019, there was an estimated 51.5 million adults, that's 20.6% aged 18 and older, in the U.S. with the AMI, okay? So it's 51.5 million. AMI was higher among U.S. females, 24.5%, than males, 16.3% in 2019. So females are experiencing it worse than males. Young adults between the ages of 18 and 25 had the highest prevalence of AMI, 29.4%, compared to adults between the ages of 26 to 49, 25%, and 50 and older, 14%. Now, why do you think that would be? Maybe the 50-year-olds are already 
headed towards retirement, a little more established. Maybe they're not on the internet as much, not using social media as much. There could be a number of factors there. But the scary part is it's affecting young adults and adolescents, all right, which is what we're most concerned about. I mean, I'm 41. I look at it as not my life is over, but now it's my responsibility to raise my child. That's going to be this stage of my life. So we have to look at our kids and grandkids and say, why is this happening? Well, maybe take away the iPhone, the iPad, the Fitbit, you know, the technology, maybe homeschool them. I know everybody can't do this. We talked about it with Magdalene Rose on uh, our interview a few episodes ago. But there are solutions, folks. You have to start to ask yourself why this is happening. Look, if your kid comes home, they're acting weird. Uh, Something's not right. I mean, in the old days, you'd start to try to figure out, uh, I don't know, is Uncle Frank touching them? Is the soccer coach a little weird? So you have to start to say, what is causing this rise in depression in our youth and in young adults? And then try to figure out how you're going to resolve those issues and i think stepping one foot out of the matrix going on a hike going to the beach and such will uh, help a lot of this stuff all right it goes on to say 13.1 million u.s adults aged 18 and older had an smi in 2019 making up 5.2 percent of all u.s adults okay SMI was high among U.S. females, 6.5%. This is the extreme version of mental illness, serious mental illness. Uh, Was high among U.S. females, 6.5%, then males, 3.9%. Again, females are experiencing this almost twice as much uh, as the males. In 2019, SMI was more prevalent among adults age 18 to 25, 8.6% compared to adults age 26 to 49, 6.8% and age 50, 2.9%. So again, again, we're seeing serious mental illness affecting children and young adults more than the older folks. And that's why us as the older folks need to be the rock uh, for these younger kids. We need to be able to take them to the light, folks, and save them from this stuff. The last thing I would do is let your kid be jacked up by psychedelics and uh, have a VR headset strapped on their head. And if they have one at home because they're playing video games, I would tear that off and get them the hell out of the metaverse. I mean, you want to start to figure out how to escape the technocratic transhumanist prison planet matrix, you need to start to remove the technology that attaches you uh, to the matrix like neo you have to pull that cord out of the back of your head all right let's continue it says why is mental illness on the rise a possible contributing factor in the nation's rise in mental illness could be the increasing use of social media online interaction has taken precedence over face-to-face communication even more so with covid land the high school theater production right It says perpetuating isolation and loneliness. Physical appearance is also heavily stressed on social media and other online platforms, correct? Growing trends on apps like Instagram and TikTok influencers, users to look and dress a certain way, right? So you're trying to, uh, it's basically social media is is, uh, keeping up with the Joneses, but it's around you all the time. So instead of just looking at your neighbor who bought a boat and you feel obligated to take on a loan to go buy a boat, your child is seeing this 24-7, 365 through the internet and then feeling like they don't live up to the expectations set within whichever sort of choose your own adventure 
personalized, customized echo chamber that they are living in, folks, which is all part of the design. And we'll get into that soon, hopefully, uh, with my friend I spoke to earlier today. We'll get into this personalized echo chamber goes on to say general comparisons and unrealistic expectations of physical appearance often affect users, particularly female users, which can contribute to depression, anxiety, and eating disorders. So again, take the phone away from them and let's figure out how to get this depression and anxiety out of their lives. Uh, don't load them up with psychedelics when the doctor tells you that that is the cure. It's going to create more problems. It's going to turn them into a schizophrenic, frankly. Those who are frequently online are also more likely to experience cyberbullying, which is linked to depression and suicidal behaviors. Just like people get sort of these um, adrenaline boosts, you know, boosting endorphins when they get likes and retweets on social media. That's been known for years. The social media companies even admitted to doing that way before people realized that this was all part of a government operation, just an extension of mind control. Uh, they admitted that. So, of course, on the other side, when they're part of being bullied or they get down likes, you know, a dislike, uh, then they're developing depression and suicidal behaviors. goes on to say, considering the constant changes in and trends introduced on online social platforms, it's no wonder why the number of adults between the ages of 18 and 25 who experience psychological distress increased from 2008 and 2017, right? I said that earlier, and I'm not even a mental health professional. All right, folks, so that is just one of the things that they are talking about here is social media. Now, you can go further into this. There's a lot of studies that you can look at how mental illness has basically doubled since COVID land the high school theater production. And think about what actually happened during that. Isolation in your home, fear of meeting with your friends, fear of the germ, increased substance abuse, increased uh, spousal abuse, increased... Um, you know, they're, they're, I heard there were increased child molestations going on, child abuse and stuff like that. And then on top of it, what were people doing in the one or two years they were locked up in their house? Well, they were going on more of the Internet, on more social media, watching more streaming content, face glued to the phone, folks. And the social media companies, Apple and stuff, admitted years ago, they rigged the flicker rates on the phones and on the screens to get you addicted to it. Um, and, and we know all about in the past, in World War II, actually, that the government was using uh, images they would flash while soldiers were watching movies. They were like split millisecond uh, freeze frames of a pack of cigarettes and stuff to get people smoking more cigarettes. So you don't even know what's going on. I don't know what's going on when I'm staring at my screen. Uh, doing the show or doing research, all of the stuff that could be popping in front of your eyes, ladies and gentlemen. And there's so much out there that we do know about. So that's it on the uh, mental illness. I want to wrap up on that because when I show you the next step, we're working our way back into the psychedelics and the virtual reality glasses. And we're going to take a look in the private sector who is behind this push, ladies and gentlemen. All right, we will be right back. This is Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on Pain tv slash gold you're listening to the dustin gold standard on pain.tv join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold 